always been fascinated by the paranormal since I was a, a little kid. Always fascinated by it. experience as a child. One was at my grandma's house. I kind of felt odd. It was always cold. And I heard footsteps coming out of that bedroom. And then I felt it like standing in front of the door. You could just feel like it's staring through you. It was like super intense. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Brian, how you doing, man? Great. Great. Going to do a little bit of different stuff this week. Uh, yes, we are. Got a little bit of ghost and uh, paranormal stuff going on, don't we? We do. Yeah, Jill Shelley. She uh, she owns the Boyd House out there in southwest Minnesota. She does. We yeah. met her at the uh, Iowa Festival that we went to. Yep. And, um, the Midwest Paranormal. The Iowa Midwest, Midwest yes. Annual Paranormal. There you go. It's so hard to say every time we say it. I know. I screw it up every time. <laughs> no, oh, well. it's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, had a good time talking to those guys, and we finally got her to come on tonight and talk to us. So um, Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Stuff tonight, uh, That's right. You know, something other than Bigfoot. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, she's got uh, several encounters with uh, the paranormal right so this should be fun all right let's get her on here you ready right on let's get her all right here we go hey jill how's it going good how are you i'm good i'm good 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 happy that we finally got you on yeah i'm excited to be here yeah us too so are we we met you in august at brian where was that at again the Midwest Annual Paranormal Festival. He says it so well, I can't. I can't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it took me how many months to get there? Right? <laughs> I still can't say it right. But we met you there, and uh, we were in the same building, um, hanging out. So it was pretty cool to talk to you there. And uh, you yeah. said you'd come on the show, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm excited to be here. Well, we appreciate it for sure, for, for sure. So absolutely. So you um, do many things in the paranormal world. Um, are you are you more ghost related, or sp- what? What things are you kind of into mostly? Before we get started here and into the depths of things, We're pretty much in you know into the paranormal. Of course, you know I, I like everything you know because it's all fascinating. You know, from the aliens, but Bigfoot, all that. It's really fascinating. But uh, mm-hmm. primarily, I just um, focus on paranormal and ghosts and spiritual. Uh, inv- adventures at this time. Cool. Yeah, okay. we we uh, we do a lot of shows about the Bigfoot and, the, and and all that. So we like to change it up like a lot did. and uh, get into the this more spiritual side of things, so to speak. So right. we're glad to get you on here. Um, so say you've been a paranormal investigator for over 10 years and you formed a team St. Croix Paranormal in 2010. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Jill? Uh, yeah, so I've always been fascinated by the paranormal since I was a, a little kid. Um, just kind of had different experiences and uh, always fascinated, you know, by it. Uh, with the advent of TV is kind of when you're like, oh my gosh, you know, you can actually go investigate. I didn't even know you could, this was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. and so then in um, 2010, 
actually met a group of great people who had the same uh, interests as I did. And then we formed our group St. Croix Paranormal and we started, um, started out primarily by doing local homes, businesses in town. And then we kind of ventured out and started doing some of the well-known more haunted locations. Um, and so that, that kind of just spiraled us into a whole 10 years of craziness. <laughs> gotcha. So when you were a kid, did anything happen that, that made you um, drift toward this or was it just kind of a fascination or did you hear some stories or what was it that drew you, it drew you as a child to this stuff? A, a little bit of both. You know, I had some experiences as a child. One was at my grandma's house. I kind of felt uh, there was one room in her house that we always kind of felt was like odd. It was always cold. You always felt unwelcome. Nobody, you know, none of us kids liked being in that room. Um, and so I remember one night sleeping in one of the rooms and I, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was just my parents sleeping upstairs. I was sleeping downstairs and I woke up and I heard footsteps coming out of that bedroom. And then I felt it like stand in front of the door and it was like, just, you could just feel like it's staring through you. It was like super intense. Now I'm a, I'm younger. I'm probably, I don't know, maybe like eight years old. So I'm, I'm not turning around to look at this thing. I'm terrified at this point. Um, but I could hear my parents snoring in the other room. So I was like, okay, it's not them. And my grandma sleeps downstairs. So it's definitely not her. And then it, you kind of heard it turn around step, you know, footsteps went back into the other room. Um, and then that was kind of the end of that. I asked my grandma about it the next morning. Um, nobody said they got up and she's like, oh honey, that's just a ghost and he's not going to hurt you. Um, so then I was really super hooked on that and just kind of had some weird, odd experiences at my house growing up. Um, sometimes lights would turn on the radio volume would go up really, really loud for no reason. Um, so I don't think our house was truly haunted. Maybe we had a visitor. I don't, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that just kind of just got my fascination and interest. Always like the ghost stories, the horror movies, you know, even from a young girl telling ghost stories in the dark with my cousins and stuff, you know? So I've right. kind of always kind of always been like that. Um, also says you were on uh, the biography channel, uh, My Ghost Story. Yeah. Uh, what was what was that? I was actually trying to look for that episode today for a little bit. I just couldn't find out which one it was. Something about a, a local bar where you guys were at or something. I don't know, what was that? Yeah, it's sure. weird. For some reason, it's really, really hard to find that episode. <laughs> but anyway... We were actually, yeah, we were investigating a local bar here in Stillwater, Minnesota. Um, at the time, it was called Pub Monique. They had a lot of different activities um, at the bar. They would, like, see things turn on and off. The things would fall off the bar, just get, like, pushed bottles and things. Um, people would see a woman in there. Um, so doing some research, we did find there was a prostitute um, that was thrown out the window, and she died uh, um, out of the window. Um, and then I think some of the old owners were there as well. Um, so, yeah, we went and we did investigation. We actually audibly heard a woman's voice. Um, and the, the, the coolest thing, which we captured on film as well, is it was midsummer. So in Minnesota, it's very humid. So it's very hot. It was like 90 degrees, super humid. Um, so the air conditioning was working, but not super well. Um, it just can't keep up with that. And we were upstairs, we were talking, we were about ready to run a spirit box session. And all of a sudden it got like ice cold. Like I was like rubbing my arms. I had goosebumps. Um, and then me and Krista both looked and we're up on the second floor. We saw like this black shadow. I mean, you could, I guess the way you could almost describe it was almost like it, it was like cloaked in a way. 
but it was like just like a solid black mass and it just moved very fast very quickly almost in a strobe like motion across the windows and it just disappeared and i looked at her and i'm like um did you just like see that and she's like oh my god yeah i did and then we were just super excited to see that we actually had captured that on film as well. Oh wow, cool! Wow, so, yeah, wow. So that was that was really fun. We submitted it to Ghost Story, and they um, brought us out on the show, and it was just a super fun experience to just do that. Awesome! I'll have to look for that again. Yeah, we'll Check that out. I'll look for it too. So in 2018, you bought the Boyd House. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, with my team traveling all over the U.S., with that's kind of where I got the idea of like, oh, my gosh, this would be super fun to have your own place. Um, and so then financially in 2018, I was able to do that. And, you know, it's kind of hard. You can't just be like, hey, does anybody have a haunted house for sale? Um, so they don't they don't really advertise that. So I would just kind of do my own research um, and get a feel when I would look at the MLS um, I'm not really super sensitive, but I kind of get a feel of like, Hey, there's, there's something going on at this house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came across the Boyd house, got very, very attached to it just through the photos. Um, I went down there. I did a mini investigation, um, with Donna, my, one of my teammates, uh, we were waiting outside actually, uh, for the realtor to show up. And as we were sitting outside, I was like, Hey, you kind of get a feeling like somebody's staring at you out of that attic window. And she's like, Oh yeah, I totally get that experience. Um, and then we kind of went in. It kind of felt like somebody was watching you from a distance the whole way. Um, but we did get our REM pod, which, you know, that uh, detects electromagnetic energy changes. Um, so that started going off within eight minutes. And then we got some really good spirit box responses um, just from the get-go. One of them was, uh, who are you? So it was like, you know, this was like this woman's first time of like anybody actually talking to them. Um so then I actually, um, so I kind of felt comfortable. I talked to a psychic that I really uh, trust. And she said, oh, gosh, yeah, there's like six spirits there. Um, she told me that there were children there, men there, and women there. And as we've moved forward, we've actually confirmed a lot of the things she said. And then I thought, well, you know what? Let's just go right to the source. Let's ask the owners, you know, have they had anything going on? They lived there for 30 years. They must have had something. Um, so they were really reluctant to kind of talk about it. Um, but they did say that they thought the house was always kind of funny. Um, but that they did hear, um, like some old music playing sometimes, um, later as I started talking with some of the kids that grew up there, um, they said that, yeah, they would see a shadow figure or sometimes they would see a man, um, sitting in a chair, um, friends that have stayed there, um, that have come forward, um, have said that, oh, they've been touched in the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, so there was kind of a long-standing history uh, there, but as we've moved forward, we've we've kind of figured out who some of the spirits are. What's the uh, for those who don't know the Boyd House? What is the story of that house? What is the background? Well, it was built in 1901, um, but our deed goes back to 1889 when it was owned by the St. Louis Pacific Radio uh, Railroad. So the town um, basically evolved because having the railroad come through. So at, at the strongest point, there was like 530 people in town. It was a, a booming Wild West town. You know, they had hotels and bars and, you know, different uh, grocery stores and hardware stores. Um, it was also butted directly up against the Sioux Dakota Reservation line as well. So I'm sure there was some some history going on there that we can't oh. find out that. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the main um, people that we can find of of the owners of the old house 
as well as having actually um, proof paranormal wise that those people are still there. Uh, that would be Fred and Minnie Eckhart. And they bought the, or they all started owning the house in 1912. And Fred was a very well-known businessman in town. He owned um, his own general store. So they <clears throat> sold a lot of fancy goods, dry goods. Um, they, they were kind of more of a more upscale elite type store. Um, then he was also on the fire department. He was um, helped build one of the churches in town. Um, he was uh, also on the uh, school board. So very, very well-respected man in town. So uh, we, we still get a lot of evidence that he's there. He actually passed away in the home as well as his wife. Minnie passed away in the home. Um, they actually held her funeral for three days in the home. Um, under the We have the three bay windows, which is real common back in the day when they would put the bodies there to kind of release right. their spirits. Um, so she was there. Two of their children passed away. One of them choked to death. I believe he was like three or four years old. Um, so we get a lot of childlike activity. Um, we also have an older lady named Anna that passed away. Um, but, you know, they're all na- other than the child choking. They've all been like natural causes. Um, you know, the baby, I believe, okay. was SIDS. Um, so we have that. And then I think we get some passerbys. And I get a lot of some of the same names over and over again. Um, but we can't find any tie you know, as far as like looking at the deed or history, anything like that. But we also do have a lot of um, old antiques in the house and supposed haunted objects as well. So there could be a lot of activity brought in from those as well. So don't you offer um, guided tours or even overnight stays at the house? Is that right? Or did I, did I read Um, that? Yeah, we don't do any guided tours, but what we offer is a overnight private paranormal investigation. So your team is the only one in the house. Um, we allow you in there from 3 p.m. till noon the next day. So it gives you a lot of good time wow. to investigate, um, get set up. And then I always say have dinner, investigate some more, and then you can get some shut eye before you have to drive home. Um, so it just kind of gives you gives you a good t- good uh, amount of energy and time to get things, you know, figured out. Yeah. And get a lot of experiences while you're at the house. And what kind of experiences have uh, have people had there? What's some stories oh, that you can tell us about? I'm sure you have a lot. Yeah, they it runs it runs a lot. You know, it depends on the day as well. So it's not like it's not nonstop action. Um, but most commonly, people hear footsteps. Um, they'll audibly hear like kids' voices laughing, um, children playing. I've audibly heard women's voices. Uh, like I remember one night the the team and I were staying and I was upstairs sleeping and, you know, so you know, it's the old floor grates, you know, that just go in between the floors. And it was like seven in the morning. I woke up and I'm like, Oh, it's kind of nice. Just laying here, just, you know, peaceful morning. And I heard women talking and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the, the girls are up. So I went downstairs and they're sound asleep. So I was just like, okay. So then I go down to the basement. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, I don't want to bog them. I'll, I'll go down to the basement and, and I'll start cleaning up. And so I started doing that. And I heard footsteps walking above, like in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, well, they're up now. So I go up there and they're still sleeping. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm just going to tidy up the kitchen. So I work in there and all of a sudden I hear movement and stuff going on upstairs. And I'm like, okay, well, Donna's got to be up. So I kind of crept halfway upstairs and I kind of took a listen and Donna's still snoring. I'm like, nope. Okay. I'm like, you guys are really messing with me today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody was, I would think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in your years of um, paranormal investigation, what were some of the, the uh, weirdest or um, creepiest things that you ran into 
back then? Um, probably, and we all kind of always talk about it. Is uh, one place is called Whispers Estate, and that's in Mitchell, Indiana. Um, that place is has a lot of negativity to it. They have um, like there was a doctor who did unethical things to his patients. They buried body parts in the backyard. Yeah. Um, his daughter um, accidentally, you know, got burned from a candle fire. Um, and so supposedly three days later, he did a mercy killing on her with an overdose of morphine. Um, there's another child that like fell and died. There's a guy who's really crabby that died on the day of his retirement. So he's really angry. Um, so just a lot, a lot of negative there. Um, from the get-go, when we walked in, it was this constant, constant uh, cobwebs here. I mean, we're all just like touching our face, like, oh my God, oh my gosh, you know, like you, you're trying to wipe stuff off your face. And this was just going on all night long. Um, we saw wet footprints coming up from the basement, going outside, which none of us had, were, had been down in the basement. Um, and I think what the main thing was, is we were up in the closet where they say that a lot of people get locked into and it's an old you know, kind of a, a lock where you have to kind of pick it up and then slide it back over and then drop it down. People get locked in there. So it's almost impossible for that to happen. Um, so of course, you know, we decided, Hey, let's go in this crazy closet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and it's a big closet. So, I mean, they even have like a little small table and chairs and, and a few other objects. So, you know, it's very big, a bigger like walk-in and so, wow. and something in my head just said a male voice to say, get out of this closet. So I decided to step out, but then I just, I didn't say anything to Teresa because I thought, well, you know, I, I got a fear about being in closets anyway, because I always think the door's going to get shut on me, so I can't handle it. So I stepped out. At the same time, the spirit box said, shut this door, and we didn't do that either. And Teresa was sitting actually on a chair in the back of the closet, and all of a sudden her and that chair came launching about four feet out, and she landed into the hallway because something pushed her. She said, he physically picked me up and pushed wow. my chair. And it was kind of interesting because mm -hmm. the people who that stay there with you at the house came up and they said that, um, you know, they're very um, in tune with the house. And they said the house was very angry with you and they wanted you to stop making all that noise. And that's why that happened. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I, I, I Googled. I Look, I got hair standing <laughs> up on my <laughs> Yeah, these stories give me the wow. chills sometimes, too. Uh, oh, Brian, did you Google Mitchell, Indiana? I did not. It is right smack dab in the middle of the Hoosier National Forest. Is it really? Down by Brown County, as we know. Huh. Mm -hmm. Very interesting um, area. That Jill, that's an area where a lot of Bigfoot sightings supposedly happen, too, as well. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know it was that very, yeah. very, very rural, you know, so it's it's out right. there. Right. So what do you think these um, these ghosts are? Are they spirits from, from people who have passed on? Are they, obviously, that's probably what, what, what these things are. What, what makes them hang around? What, what, what do you think is going on there? Well, they're definitely, they're just, you know, people like you and I, they're just in a different form. Um, you know, and, you know, all, all of the stuff that uh, paranormal investigators have come up with as far as why they're here, uh, you know, again, is all theory, because until we pass away, we're not going to know. Um, but right. it kind of tends to lean towards a lot of unfinished business at some points. A lot of times it's just pure attachment to your home. If they've loved that place so much, they don't want to go on. Um, but we've also found religious reasons too. Um, you know, if you figure back in the day, even if you committed one small um, crime that was against, you know, the, the, you know, the 10 testaments that they have, 
the Ten Commandments, that that's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to hell because I stole or I thought this or I, you know, and so that might be another reason that holds them back um, from that time period as well. Um, you know, there's just, just many, many different reasons, but um, those are the, the main common ones that people think. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I kind of, you, you said that too, um, you know, you, you made a point about um, not moving on, unfinished business and all that. Maybe sometimes people who are just, you know, uh, struggle in life, um, kind of hang in that atmosphere and, and kind of move around before they Maybe. can move on to the next thing. But, but, but no, like you said, nobody knows until you die. Right. And that's the main thing about it. You just don't know. So for people not to believe in ghosts or Bigfoot or whatever, um, you know, you just don't know. I mean, no one knows it's, it's speculation. It's belief. I, I understand that people have religion, but, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of a lot of weird stuff, a lot of unexplained stuff, but um definitely a lot in the paranormal paranormal world in, in your field. What else uh what other stories do you have that you can can tell us about uh, in the audience that might be interesting? Um, let's see, I'm just trying to think of some really good things. You know, a lot of uh different kind of equipment that we use. Um one thing I really like is what's called a spirit box. Um if people aren't familiar I've with heard of that. Them. Um, it usually scans the radio stations from one um, spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, usually in one one hundredth of a second. Um, and so then you can't usually um, scientifically, you can't speak that quickly. Um, so that's one tool that I like to use a lot in investigating just because I love the science behind that. Um, and one of my favorite stories with that is we had gone to um, a private home in Stillwater and the man who owned it was like a professor, but he had like, oh gosh, I don't know, like 50 different PhDs and MDs and all this stuff behind his name. So very, very, uh-huh. very intelligent man. Um, and he said, well, I don't have any experiences, but my family all has experiences. Um, so then we were kind of at the house and, and I explained the source of the spirit box. Uh, the house we were at actually was owned by uh, a riverboat captain named Captain Jenks back in the day. Um, and he, you know, helped guide through the St. Croix River. And I said on the spirit box, whose house is this? And plain as day, it said Captain Jenks. And he was just so floored. And I made him a believer from that day. And so I think that was like a super cool, <laughs> that's like a super cool story for me. Um, that is pretty cool. Having somebody skeptical, especially with the you know amount of education this man has, and then right. yeah, so that was kind of a cool, cool uh, thing for me. Jill, what upcoming uh, investigations do you have planned, if any, or any shows? Uh, right now, we're just kind of winding down as far as any traveling goes. We uh, just hit like I believe like four places this year. We went to Illinois. We went to like the Salem. Um, we went to Iowa to Granger House Museum, uh, Stevenson Building in, in um, Nebraska. So we're just, we're pretty much winding up just with winter coming. It's, it's hard for travel. So we'll pretty much stay right. on with the Boyd house um, at this point, you know, uh, weather permitting us to get down there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of where, and then we'll, we'll plan our, t- uh, usually winter time is when I plan our different trips. Um, so I got some places on my uh, want to go list. We're going to try flying this year. So I'm kind of nervous about how TSA will think of Rempot as a bomb or something. So, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how a, a fly trip goes. Is that something you want to carry on board with you? 
Um, I I think so, but then I think some people said you could check it. So I don't know. I guess I'd have to find. It depends out. on how 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 much you're worried about it getting tossed around because they will toss that stuff around. Just right, unless exactly. you've got that packed in like the foam exact casing, and just be careful. Take if you can take it with you. Yeah, but yeah, that's knows. what we kind of planned on. Is you know we'd all four of us you know carry as much as you stuff you can. This is all we're mm-hmm. just seeing we can get through. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Tell everybody where the Boyd House is. I think get a hold of you. Maybe they can schedule a uh, uh, overnight. Yeah. Um, so it's in. It's, I wasn't really creative on the name. So it's in Boyd, Minnesota. Um, so it's about 145 miles southwest of the Twin Cities. Um, so what you can do is, if you're interested in booking a night, you can get a hold of us either on Facebook. You can do our Boyd House or Saint Croix Paranormal. Uh, you can go to our website, which is stcroyparanormal.com, or you can just hit us up straight up at boydhouse217 at yahoo.com. And then we can okay. just, just send us what kind of month you're looking at, and then we'll just let you know what what we have available for overnights. All right. That's awesome. Well, we'll link all this stuff, too, when we when we post the story. So Right. So right. people see it, and they can get a hold of you. So, Jill, what do you think about interacting with, with these uh paranormal ghost spirits uh you think it's definitely something that that um is we're capable of um is it just for chance or, or or what's your thought there i mean are you into that kind of thing um are you guys trying to bring these things out um you're just searching for what's going on maybe help them on their way what what's your theory there well, we just try to wherever location we're at um just try to figure out who's there and why they're there um, our team tends to focus more on life than death. So we want to know more about how the person was in life than they are now in death. Um, but I have mm-hmm. been doing some more research um, as far as like, what is it like over there? Like, what can you tell me? You know, is there a God? Is there a heaven? Is there? Um, so I've kind of been been learning and, and doing some different questions in that regards and getting some of the same similar responses so it's kind of helping me focus like yeah there is really there is something to this um so yeah that's kind of where we're at what kind of answers are you getting um well they do say (laughs) that sorry i have to i'm gonna ask I'm gonna yeah, ask him. There's a god. Yeah, that, that they can follow you. That they can follow you home if they want. Um, oh your loved ones do come. Your loved ones do come and, and greet you. Um, can my grandma know. see what I do every day? I mean, that's that's what worries me sometimes. Is my grandma yeah. watching me right now? <laughs> Man, I'm kidding. Yeah, and I've learned. I've asked him. I said, "Do you meet new people on the other side?" And they said, "Yes." Um, and these questions are things oh, that, like, cool. I ask more than one place. Um, and the reason I kind of came up with that question is when I was listening to the spirit box, a lot of times I can hear them like chit chatting, having conversations with each other. And one particular time I heard that said, my name is Drew. And it said, pleased to meet you. And I was like, wait a minute, like, do they meet new people? So, and, and like you would that's hear cool. conversations. And so that's why I started asking. And more than once I got, yes, um, there, there is, um, you know, that you meet other people that, that I've noticed. Um, whenever we had talked about God or heaven or, you know, Jesus, any, any of those things, it, it like shuts down completely. Mm. So mm. I actually, um, you know, and I take it for what it's worth, but we were actually at a, a rectory and we were speaking with a, a, a priest who had committed suicide. 
so he was stuck there um he said because of that oh, yeah, he ain't going nowhere huh? yeah and he re- he regretted that um but then i started at, you know we yeah. used a k2 meter so if it lit up you know the answer was yes if it didn't do anything the answer was no and i just said is there a heaven and then nothing lit up and i'm like so no there's not a heaven and nothing happened and i go you can't tell me this can you and all of a sudden it went immediately to the light up like yeah i can't i can't tell you so i kind of feel like they they shut down because i've noticed in instances heaven has a gag order I, well, I don't know. I think there's just certain things that you're not, you know, you're not supposed to know, or they can't tell you. I, uh, I don't know. This that is makes what sense. I'm in my findings, so um, you know, that's that's just kind of mm, that. That's very interesting. That's very interesting because that is really cool. Yeah, I mean, if there's a heaven, we're supposed to know about it, right? Right, Mm-mm. but then I have two. No, you're supposed to have faith. Yeah, I have two instances though that kind of verifies the. Uh, I guess in my mind for the heaven thing, like one, and one is my aunt uh, or my uncle had passed away. And for three days he came and visited my aunt. And on the third day he said, there's a heaven and it's beautiful. And he disappeared and he never said it. And she never saw him again. So that was kind of interesting. And then when my mom passed away, I said, before she passed away, I said, Hey, you got to come tell me, you got to come tell me if there's another side, you got to let me know. So then my daughter had a very vivid dream shortly after my mom passed away. And she's like, Hey, she told me, which my daughter didn't know any of this question. And I told my mom, she said, she told me to tell you the answer is yes. She goes, I don't know what that means, but she wanted me to tell you that. So I was like, cool. Wow. So, hmm. you know, so so they well. what it's worth, but you know, it's kind of cool for me. Right. I get that validation. So right. you gotta have, you gotta That's have hope cool. in something better. Right. You've got right. to have hope in that. At least something the same or better. You know, everyone right. does. And and to think, to think less than that is you know, idiotic. Honestly, I mean, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people believe different things. You know, we get into a religious thing here. But um, did you know that most vitamin D three supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Cat, mother of three and founder of Ritual the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know, uh, the Christian God and and Jesus and, and the whole heaven thing, you know, a lot of people don't believe in that thing, but they do believe in in similar similar things or you know something created us we are here somehow some way higher power power higher power right and we're interacting with things that aren't the same as us right right not physical forms so you know it kind of gives you hope it gives you a little thought you know okay mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. else is out there beyond the physical body right yes yeah yep, absolutely so, well and i and that's kind of why i started you know investigating too is uh I was, I was like afraid to die. Like I didn't, 
want to be buried in a box under the ground. Like, is that it? Like, I can't. I just stay there. Yeah. I, I can't deal with that. So it was like, you know, it was kind of a quest to like, can I just prove that there's something else going on? Because I can't handle this being in a box thing. So right. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of proven that to myself. Um, so then I just kind of spent a little more research on the other side. Um, you know, with the thing with having the Boyd house, uh, you know, going, you're able to go multiple times and you're able to make that connection with the spirits. Um, so I can make more, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I could get, I can get a little bit more evidence, a little bit more validation of who is there just based on getting to know them more. Um, they get to know me. So they start to trust you, um, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And do you feel like when you go there, they know you, they, they're, they're accepting of you. They know you're the owner of the home. Do, do you get that from them? Oh yeah, totally. Um, but some, some when we first started, because we did a lot of renovations, so we brought it back into like the 1900s. Um, I was I just on the spirit box and they said, are you the guys that paint? And I'm like, Oh great. Now they just think we're the caretaker. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> um, they yeah. know we own you. <laughs> so Yeah. They have said on the spirit box, you're the owner. Um, and then it was kind of cool. I talked to, um, a psychic, um, actually it was, I, oh, I can't find, I think his name was Eric, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, but he was actually at the Marshalltown and I had asked him, um, you know, he said, oh, I'm a psychic. And, uh, I said, well, I, he's like, he likes to go to places and, um, then have a paranormal team come in and see if they have the same type of thing. And I said, oh gosh, do you do that? Cause I'd love a read on my house. And he kind of started talking and started telling me things about the house, which was super crazy, like, because he knew nothing about the house. Um, So one thing he just happened to say, he goes, oh, somebody wallpapered there and it was their first time. They didn't know what it was. And he said the spirits thought it was hilarious. And me and my Uh husband had wallpapered. We've never done it. There was a lot of arguing going on. There was a lot of, you know, things that got screwed up. Um, just, it was, it was a, it was a, a circus. I'll tell you that. So, you know, I'm sure they were, they were laughing at that. Um, but yeah, he was just saying like things like, um, he's like, oh, I felt choking, choking there, which, you know, relates to the little child that was choking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did say that, um, one of the spirits there, the, one of the stronger females, um, really does like me and she protects me at night because I have this big fear of like waking up in the middle of the night, opening my eyes and having someone stare at me. So okay. she, she protects me so that that doesn't happen. Cause she wants me to get the rest that I need. Cause she likes the fact I clean the house. Oh, <laughs> so, so yeah. So yeah, there's, there is kind of that connection. Um, you know, and I talk to him all the time when I'm there, like, cause I have to do a lot of the cleaning and maintenance. So I'm not always investigating, mm-hmm. although I usually will throw a voice recorder on the whole time that I'm there. Um, so I will just, you know, talk about my day and what's going on. And, and I get some pretty interesting responses just from just rambling on. So my favorite, my favorite one is that there's a lady, she's pretty crabby. She sounds like she smokes a lot of cigarettes. So she kind of talks like this, <laughs> but I get her voice a lot. And I was just um, in one of the rooms and I was like, Hey, you know, here's my week. What's been going on? I was like, that, that, that. like, I just would not stop. And so I was kind of talking a little bit. So I talked over it and get the whole thing. Um, but she just said, I'm trying to sleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, gosh, sorry. You know, nice. but I didn't it at the time. But when I got home, I was like, oh, now I feel bad. I was like, keeping you up from your nap. <laughs> Do you ever feel threatened there? Or is it always, you know, a, a calm kind of feeling? We, you know, we have really, really friendly spirits. We don't have anything vicious, malevolent. 
um, at the house. Um, mostly like you might get a tug on your shirt, which I think is from the kids. Um, yet I've had um, one guy say he got pinched, but he was being kind of aggressive towards um, Fred and he will push back if pushed. Um, but we, we hope that most people will be mostly respectful in the home based on it. We just have, you know, just regular old folks um, at the house. So just to treat them with a lot of respect. Cool. That's pretty cool. Brian, we got to take a trip to Boyd, Minnesota. Absolutely. I'd love to go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd love to have you guys out. It'd be fun. Be Come check great. it out. Do a night investigation. and Do a live, uh, do a live broadcast from there. That'd scream like little great. girls. Yeah. That's probably what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I probably would, too. <laughs> well, we did get a really haunted painting there. Well, so it says, and we'll see, but. Um, we actually, you know, we like to collect things that say that they're haunted. Mm -hmm. I actually bought some haunted dolls too from uh, this lady down there at the island. Uh, I, don't, I don't do dolls. And, and <laughs> no either. she told me this doll. She says, Oh, this doll was from the Psychic Institute and she had been researched and she bought two of them and she, the one she won't part with, but she gave me this one doll. So nope. I bought this doll and I had it there at the house and I was in the room where I put it. And all of a sudden I heard this noise in the corner and I kind of saw her like almost like shaking back and forth like this, you know, like really fast. And I go, and Teresa was in the other room. So my first thought is like, you know, Teresa's causing vibration. Now I've got goosebumps in my arms. I know. What are you doing? And she's like, nothing. I'm just standing here. I'm like, okay, well that doll just moved. So it's like, so we we got her. um, And then we got. So the doll's still there in the house? Yeah, she's still there. Jill, <laughs> Jill. Maybe we won't go. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got a few dolls that are supposedly haunted. I don't know if they are or not. Ugh, creepy but dolls. Creepy really, dolls. We have a Yikes. really weird, really weird, creepy painting that we picked up. Um, somebody was just giving it away, and she said, "This I is a super creepy painting." And she's like, "Please come and get it." I always felt like it was evil and something staring at me. Um. It's outside in my front yard. Just come and get it. So we came and got it, of course. Um, so then we hit her up back later because we like, can you give us some history on this painting? And it's this weirdest. I can't even describe it. It's like some evil looking trees with some red chairs and a monkey. And it is just like the weirdest thing you've ever seen, like on a, in a porch. It's just crazy. That, and then around the frame, like a, yeah, around the frame is a story about monkeys. And it's a way creepy story. No, no, so we no. we hit her up about it. She said years ago, her and her husband found it on the side of the road next to a tree, just like the one in the picture with some red chairs, just like the one in the picture. They took it. The husband's like kind of wishes he never took. He didn't take the chairs, so he wishes he had. But anyway, he hung it in her garage. Um, she like she said she hated it. She never wanted to read the story because she felt like she was going to summon a demon. Right. Um, she kind of felt like there was a demon looking at her out of the painting. Wait. And then the creepy thing is her husband committed suicide in front of this painting. Um, oh, so my she's, God. I was freaking out because she's like, there's no reason. She's like, he was happy. We had kids. He had a great job. Not that it means anything, but the, the odds are like, why would he have done that? So anyway, she just wanted it gone. And so we took it. Maybe he, so, maybe he read the story. Jill, did yeah. you tell Jill, did you tell us that at the uh, paranormal um, convention I, 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 or I, I, am I having a deja vu? I probably would tell you that. Maybe, maybe you did. <laughs> I, just, I swear I'm thinking, that. man, I've heard this story before somewhere. I don't know where, but Brian doesn't remember it. So maybe, maybe you didn't, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
or he was maybe he didn't. There was hear so me. much going on. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. We were talking to a lot of people. Busy. Was busy, yes. uh, but either way, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, got a little deja vu there. So but yeah, that the uh, you know all that that's I've seen horror movies like that. I don't. Mm, mm, nope. I know. As we were reading the story and spinning <laughs> the painting, I'm like, you guys, do you think we're opening a portal while we're reading this? No, oh, geez. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You, you did read it. We did read it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was watching, I was flipping through the channels last night and uh, um, Poltergeist was on. Oh, that freaked me uh, out. I didn't sleep for days after that. And my wife has never seen that. So I turned it on. We're watching what? it. And she's like, what is going on? What is this? Oh, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. an awesome movie. It's the best. Awesome movie. <laughs> but it's, you know, that, that creepiness, that paranormal house kind of thing. So, Jill, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us tonight. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was great to be here. Yeah, glad we got to meet you in person at the show and uh, get you on here and yeah. talk about your adventures. And if the the uh, guys who are into the paranormal hunting want to get out there and uh, come see you at the Boyd House, they can look you up on what Facebook or yeah, you can do Facebook or like I said, our website Saint Croix Paranormal, or just hit us up directly. Uh, just shoot us an email at boydhouse two one seven at yahoo dot com. Cool. Okay. And cool. again, we'll we'll link all that stuff. Yeah, when we post this interview. Absolutely, absolutely. We will definitely get you some publicity for sure. Awesome, for sure. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us. So, yeah, it was fun, but I don't know about them creepy dolls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with Brian on that one. Dolls, no, that wouldn't stop us from coming there. But no, I just turn. I'd probably do a selfie with a doll just because I'm in. And then I'd be in trouble. I'd be I'd be cursed for Probably it. Probably would. <laughs> yeah, we got some creepy ones. We got, we got creepy clowns too, because you know. Oh god! Did you say clowns? clowns? Oh my god! Yes, it's worse. No wonder that place is clowns. No wonder your it doesn't have to be haunted to be creepy. <laughs> Dolls and clowns. Jeez, I'm done. <laughs> and then you got ghosts on top of it. Here you go. Right, gives you all the, the good ambiance while you're there. You definitely got them all. Yeah, you'll get your money's worth for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Jill. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No problem. You have a good night. Take yeah. care. Yeah, have a good too. one. Oh man, that was good. She had some really good stories. Definitely. I got some goosebumps on a couple of those. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I didn't want to admit it, but I did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff going on out there with the ghost world if you will there is um, yeah you know we talk about bigfoot dog man all these um you know tangible cryptid so to speak but you've got these entities right. out there and these these ghosts and these things going on and, and nobody really knows yep. what, what that is but there's so many different yeah it's uh it's an interesting topic for sure levels of of this paranormal stuff that we talk about so it was good yep. to bring her on and uh yeah i want to actually I hope we can get out to the Boyd house one of these days and check that out. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. I've never done that before. I'm, I'm, me either. I'm uh, before it never interests me, but I think I'm, I'm, I think I would do it. I think I would do it. Mm-hmm. I'd check it out. So maybe we it should. sounds cool. It's kind of like a haunted bed and breakfast. We should do it. <laughs> yeah. And then we should do a show on it. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with me. Always fun. Till next time you take care, man. Yep. Right, we'll- See ya.